0: Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free. Registration is now open for SEJ Summit 2017. Taking place May 11th at Chicago's Navy Pier, we'll have leading speakers in digital marketing, SEO, social media, and more. Use code NERD for $50 off any ticket type. Learn more at our website, searchenginejournal.com. welcome to another episode of Search Engine Nerds. My name is Kelsey Jones, I'm the Executive Editor at Search Engine Journal. I'm joined here today by Sean Dolan, he is the President and COO of Pushfire. Uh, Sean is also a speaker at popular conferences like State of Search and PubCon. So Sean, I'm so excited to have you here to talk a little bit about remarketing.
1: I am so excited, Kelsey, thanks for having me.
0: So. I've heard this term a little bit uh, lately, and I wanted to kind of touch on it, uh, mass personalization. So that's basically personalizing a user's experience. And I think that that's going to continue to grow in marketing. How does that, in your opinion, tie into remarketing?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a term I've, I've heard much myself, uh, but I get it. Mass personalization is basically um, we're just combining large data that that we had for a while and we're now able to actually implement it and target people based on it. So um, I think a lot of people sort of gravitate towards Facebook uh, when they think of that and, you know, ways you can really segment your audience. So when it comes to remarketing, remarketing is just basically, um, it's kind of like being able to tag people in, in the world, you know, online with your brand or, or a certain set of behaviors. And, and you create this custom audience based on, Um, the behaviors that they have, um, you know, had the uh, certain third party data that you've been able to pull and and you're able to create these really custom audiences that you can target. So um, when someone comes to your site, let's say, and they visit, you know, search engine uh, journal and you hit them with a remarketing code, you have this huge list of people. Under your visited, uh, you know, search engine journal remarketing uh, list, and and now you can go to Facebook and you can segment them uh, using all this personalization data. You can segment them into very specific um, messaging. So you could do subtle things like um, I work with a lot of investors that uh, do home flipping, and they're looking for motivated seller leads. So they're trying to find off-market um, leads on people that are trying to sell their house but have not yet um, Signed with a, an agent, and um, you know we're we're able to. It, it's very difficult to determine what that person is because they are all races, all incomes, all ages. There's a lot of different reasons someone needs to sell a house. It's not always because they don't have money. Sometimes they have a lot of money, but they don't have a lot of time. So it's very hard. But if we take people that we've already filtered by coming to our site through you know search ads, um, they're high intent for you know. Terms like I need to sell my house fast. They come to us. We already know us. We already know they're in the ballpark. We already know they're looking to sell their house. So when we reach back to them on Facebook, um, you know, we drop the cookie and we reach back to them on Facebook. We can segment those ads based on very specific interests. If they're into dogs, we can put a puppy in the ad. Um, you know, if they're older, we can target ads based on you know selling to an investor versus um, reverse mortgages or other options an older person would be considering. If they're younger, we can speak to them through ads that discuss how how selling mom's house fast now is much easier than letting another member of the family and you fight over who's going to list it and how you're going to show it and all these things. So um, so this this mass personalization allows us to take um, these remarketing lists and really um, speak to individual behaviors that, uh, that are going to get higher click-through rates and, and better conversions for a cheaper cost.
0: Yeah, I like that. I mean, I've heard that I I haven't really done a remarketing campaign. It's been years since I've done PPC. Mm-hmm. So, I but I have heard, I mean, it can be really successful to, you know, you're kind of reminding people what they were looking for and giving them, yeah. you know, exclusive offers that maybe they didn't see in the first place. Absolutely. So, do you think, I mean, I know you just shared a really good example of how remarketing can be successful. Mm-hmm. Do you think remarketing works for any industry or in your experience has it worked better for some industries versus
1: others yeah so i I can only speak on what i know and from my experience it's worked everywhere except for one particular situation so my answer is yes always absolutely i would test it under every circumstance prove that it doesn't work don't assume it doesn't but the one example i have come across and uh, it's always fun learning these things because I would have assumed if you asked me like a year ago that there's no, no, re- no reason remarketing wouldn't work amazingly <laughs> um, but one pr- particular situation was like emergency plumbing um, if your house is flooding with water uh, first off I don't know why you were going to Google and, and <laughs> searching for a plumber <laughs> under those conditions but people do right yeah. Like, why are you not calling them but anyway um, it, which is amazing like how how instant and how how the phone is, is the first place they go. And instead of, you know, they, they go to Google and they they call an emergency plumber. So uh, we're getting all this traffic and if we don't get them um, right when they call in, uh, whatever, whatever that conversion rate is, that typically stays the same. Uh, we noticed that spending money on remarketing did not provide us any incremental sales. Remarketing performed very poorly because they either hired someone or I guess their house flooded. Um, they they weren't price shopping a lot. They weren't waiting till the husband or wife got home. You know, they took action. So there wasn't there wasn't a lot of uh, of, of lemon juice to squeeze out of those lemons, I guess. Um, so anything that's got like a twenty four hour sales cycle, yes or no, um, it, it's it's going to be tough to uh, find any value. However, if you also do flooding. Um, you know, recovery services, that would be a fantastic market. To, yeah. To advertise that's a good idea. Too, like a week right. So I'm I'm a big fan of like companies teaming together and you have to be kind of careful with your privacy, um, privacy issues. But yeah, I mean one one man's trash is another man's treasure there. But uh so there's very very few instances that I can point to that it's not effective, but generally always, always, always test it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I think when it's something where they have to make a choice right then, then remarketing probably isn't mm-hmm. going to be, you know, as
1: successful. So it's a good point. Yeah, em- emer- emergency hospital care. If mm-hmm. any, anything that's happening right now, remarketing is probably not your, uh, your go-to strategy.
0: <laughs> so when it comes to building remarketing campaigns, you know, in your opinion, and I know this probably varies, but what are good parameters in terms of length because I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you can set, you know, how, how often and when your remarketing ads are shown, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So, um, kind of, kind of a general rule of thumb on that, that, um, I don't know if this comes from Google recommending it, but it's just kind of, kind of the general consensus is 30, 90, one day cookies. Um, I, we have some clients where we have a three-day cookie, um, because after three days, we want our messaging to change and, and having a three-day cookie, we can set rules that if that first, if that three-day cookie does not exist, show this ad. Um, and those rules allow us to show sequences of remarketing lists that way. So, um, it really depends on your sales cycle. Uh, I, I recommend that people, you know, if you don't know the answer, talk to the sales team, or talk to your client and figure out what that average buying cycle looks like. Is it, is it three months? Is it um, 180 days? Whatever it is that that's typically in very basic terms, that's, that's the remarketing length you're looking at. But um, back to that investor, um, I, I have a bunch of these investor clients and what we do with them is we set, like I said, different messaging. So for them we'll have a first 30 day cookie. And for that first, those first 30 days, we're showing them ads that just reiterate the original call to action of sell your house fast, um, sell your house for cash, as is, et cetera, et cetera. After the first 30 days, um, we have another set uh, of ads and a different list that, that fires a different set of ads, which say you could have sold your house by now. So we really dig into them on like, you screwed up. <laughs> you you should have you worked with us. Uh, by today, today's video you would have sold your house. Um, and we, you know, we turn the screws a little bit on them, and, and, and really, really stick it to them that uh, they need to act. And if they had acted, they 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 would be in a better situation now. So um, that's a really effective way to kind of manipulate those those cookie links. and you can you can set certain ads to different cookie links that way. But I would say generally stick around your buying cycle. Um, if you're going to test and, and you really don't know what to test 30, 90, 180 is fine. I will say that, um, with these investor clients, we have, we have, we have cookies every length. Um, I believe it's a year and a half is the longest. And, uh, what we, we've seen about, well, we see about two or three conversions that, uh, were cookied a year ago or more. Wow. So we have people that for a year, um, you know, they take a year to convert, and that is that is the industry. They—they, uh, they, You know, people find a lot of reasons not to sell their houses. Uh, they go in and out of financial trouble. Um, but when you separate those out, uh, just to reiterate, the 30, 90, 180, et cetera, you can actually go in and see where those conversions came from. So you, you get an idea, and you can evaluate which one of those um, cookie lengths is performing the best.
0: Yeah, and you brought up a good point about changing your messaging depending on the length of time. Do you think that's something that, you know, every campaign should be testing?
1: I think it depends on how your market changes. I could see for, you know, maybe if you're selling shoes or shirts, um, the remarketing traffic is going to be a lot cheaper. So because they're cheaper to get, maybe you can offer a, a compelling ad um, 30 days in. If they haven't purchased something, maybe, uh, you know, turn the screw a little bit by offering a discount. Um, I don't want to just blanketly say every situation, but I think a lot of people are overlooking the opportunity of of changing their messaging. And, you know, just just uh, walk yourself through. I always tell people, when I meet with clients, like, I was meeting with an attorney a couple weeks ago. And I, I said, just stop and walk me through your client. Like, walk me through before people call you. And he goes, well, uh, they're in the car. They're driving. They get hit by a truck. And they wake up in the hospital. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're gonna, we need to advertise GeoTarget all hospitals. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. You know, I always tell people, like, just put yourself in the situation of the buyer. Um, and, you know, certain companies understand their buyers more than others. Um and and imagine, you know, what happens after 30 days. What happens after ninety days? The bills start stacking up. What is the message you want to tell those people? Uh so that's that's the best advice I can kind of give blanketly. But um I, I definitely think that people are missing out on on changing those ads up.
0: Yeah, it's a really a really good idea to kind of put yourself in the customer's shoes, you know, where will they be in thirty days from now or ninety days and so on. That's yeah, a good point. So in terms of, you know, deciding how much to spend on remarketing versus your original PPC campaign, is there a good ratio to follow or, um, is it just kind of depend on testing?
1: So what, what I would say to that, um, is I wouldn't necessarily put together a specific budget set aside for remarketing. What I would say is if a client or if you as the business owner, you have a specific budget, let's say it's $5,000 for the month. I would, I would $4,000 in pause everything, but remarketing, right? Mm So if you have to hit 5,000 remarketing should be the last thing that you pause because it is, is, you've already paid the, the, the highest price for putting them in the funnel. Um, I would nurture those people with remarketing and, and see how that plays out towards the end of the month. So that would be my advice and, and the way to approach that. I have I have a client in Houston who's a big um, AC plumbing uh, company, one of the biggest here in Houston, and we are constantly aware of their capacity because while we are fighting to get as many leads, once we hit capacity, all the trucks are full. Right? We don't we don't want to pay for any more mm-hmm. leads. And I always tell them that. As, as we're approaching capacity, AdWords are the first thing that we pause because they already have they already have sunk costs of TV and radio and, and billboards and all the things that they do. They've already paid for it. So if we're going to convert somebody today, we're going to convert them based on sunk costs. We're not going to buy a new person. So it's kind of the same thing through marketing. We've already paid for these people to come into the funnel. Let's, let's convert them cheaply for you know, the rest of the month. Um, versus continuing to, to spend these you know, $30 a quick or $50 a quick uh, search ads, Facebook ads, whatever they are to, to bring them in the top of the funnel. So instead of setting aside a budget, I would rather um, set aside like 30% or 20% of that monthly budget to pause and play out remarketing.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I know that remarketing is something that not everyone thinks of as a priority, but it sounds like you know, there's really some uh, benefits and like hidden gems there because you made a really good point saying that, you know, the most important traffic is already paid for in terms of the general PPC campaign. So, um, right. yeah, it's a really good point. So yeah, I know-
1: if, you're, if you're if you're coming to the end of the month and your client's not happy, happy turn off everything but remarketing, right? Like, <laughs> that'll be saving grace.
0: Yeah, because you would think that that they would be an easier conversion since they've seen your ads before. So I know you've touched on a couple of, you know, really good stories about uh, your clients and remarketing. But have you had anything go wrong or has anybody told you about a, you know, a remarketing horror story? Maybe a client that came to you needing help from a, you know, a past company?
1: Well, first off, Kelsey, we are professionals, so we don't make any mistakes. Um, nothing's ever gone wrong. Uh, no, I mean, really, with remarketing, it's, it's kind of hard to screw up. I mean, it's very forgiving. Um, you can you can do it bad and still look good. Um, so, I would say, you know, I, I, nothing comes to mind that like that went crazy wrong. I mean, even if you overbid on remarketing, it still comes in under. The, the CPAs we're used to on search. So I will say though, that sort of the, I feel like where this question comes from is a lot of people in our industry will say that they'll say these horror stories like, or they'll be annoyed at like people who advertise the purse they just bought and, and they're mad because they see this purse. And it's like, I feel like it's a comedian heckling another comedian. Like we're too close to it. We, mm, we know point. the trick. And so it bothers us. But I've never heard i have never heard my mom, my grandma, my grandfather, my dad. I've never heard anyone else complain about that. It's only marketers. So I think we're, we're in a little bit of an echo chamber when it comes to being annoyed by remarketing. And I even, um, last time I talked about, like, uh, identifying, or last time I talked about remarketing on stage, um, it's its like, I just laugh at those people. Like, I'm looking at the data. So if the data tells me this works, I will annoy all of the marketers. I'm okay with that because... <laughs> Your your mom and your sister are buying my shoes, right? So I would say at the end of the day, at end of the day, the the data is where it's at. Um, now there are you know some things. I had a question from uh, I spoke at a conference here in Houston, and one of the oil and ga- big oil and gas companies, director of, of something, marketing something, was there, and they they were very concerned. And I feel like this is coming from like the executives down. Like I think she got it, but she she had a bunch of pressure, and so she asked this question. She said for remarketing, how do I prevent my ads from showing up on inappropriate sites? And it's like, I I get from, like, a third person, like an overly anxious, overly, um, maybe an attorney-type person (laughs) would be very concerned about this, Mm -hmm. overly sensitive to the brand. But if somebody is on an inappropriate site that shows your remarketing ad, that person's on the site, right? So, like, it's not it's not... Super weird that your ad shows to them. They're not gonna be offended. But yeah, yeah. AdWords AdWords does have things in place um, based on site category, which is not perfect. Uh they can they can remove certain site categories that are offensive from showing your display ads. Um you know, Facebook kind of is, is a different story. They 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 for the most part call their content, user-generated content um out so it's generally appropriate. But my, my whole thing, and what I told her was like if I give you a business card, like my business card with my name on it, and you go into the women's restroom and you leave it in the women's restroom, like <laughs> how, you know, how do I prevent that? Like why would yeah. I be bothered or offended or oh my God, Sean's going in women's restroom Like <laughs> no. Like I just I think I think we're overly worried about perceptions. And um I think we we need to focus on what makes us money and not get distracted by all these, you know, uh, scary scenarios. I mean, it's such a fringe scenario. Um, but I hear it a lot. So I, I kind of wanted to, uh, to make sure I, um, I made that point. Uh, but really it's, it's hard. Like I said, remarketing is forgiving. It's really hard to screw it up. I would say for most people, just do, just do a blanket remarketing campaign, remarket to anyone that lands on your site. Um, Little things like if you have a job section, you might want to negative people that go to your job section because that's just a whole different different market. But in general, target everyone that goes to your site. Follow them through. If it converts good, if, you know, converts at an at a ROI that, you, um, that, that works for you, then, you know, spend more money on it, break it, segment it, and go from there. But there's really not a lot of horror stories when it comes to marketing.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I've heard, you know, some of my friends and family have, you know, maybe mentioned an ad that they keep seeing and then when I explain what remarketing is to them, their minds are blown, like they don't even really fully understand it. So that's a really good point.
1: Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's incredible.
0: So to kind of wrap it up today, I wanted to get your thoughts, um, maybe going a little bit past remarketing, but what, what do you think the future holds for, you know, paid search in general?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's only going to get more expensive, right? That The early adopters are always rewarded when it comes to emerging platforms or emerging strategies. I, I still think it's early uh, with remarketing. I mean, um, uh, not everyone's doing it. The fact that you're asking me if it's right for everyone, I mean, you're dead on. Like, most people are asking, like, should I do mm-hmm. remarketing? It shouldn't even be a question at this point. Like, everyone needs to be... be either doing it or have tested it and proven in the in the 1% case that it doesn't work for it. Um, I think that the future holds more DSPs, uh, opening up remarketing options, um, Snapchat, Reddit, Marco Polo, even like some of these new emerging apps and, and platforms, um, you know, as as they start to develop. I mean, Reddit has advertising as of recently, uh, I don't believe they have remarketing yet, um, but you know, following these along and getting in early, you're gonna, you're just gonna get such a cheaper um, CPA. You're gonna get cheaper leads. You're you're gonna make a lot of money. I think a lot of people wait too long. They wait until everyone's proven that it works, and then they get on board when it's safe. Uh, we were in the beta program for Bing remarketing, and we just we slaughtered it. Was, it was us and like all the other beta people that were in it, and we just demolished it. Um, Gmail ads, we, we started that early on. I don't even know if we were marketing it, but, uh, you know, we were getting like, we had a 250 CPA client that we're getting $14 CPAs through Gmail ads. So my, my biggest recommendation is just get in early, like second, a new platform releases remarketing, get on it, try it out, you know, spend a few hundred bucks and see what happens. Um, so that would, that would be my recommendation. Just stay on, stay on the edge of, of emerging opportunities for remarketing, Um, Don't be afraid of it. If if you are afraid of it and you are afraid to mess it up, just hire someone. A lot of people like myself, a lot of people you can hire just for one-off, getting things set up for you. Um, So don't be afraid of it.
0: I like it. Good advice. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. I've learned a lot, so it's good.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Kelsey.
0: Yeah. Again, this is Sean Dolan with Pushfire and Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal.